2: Back to school. I'm Jason Horton. I'm Rebecca Lieb. And this is Ghost Town.
3: What would you give to go back to your high school knowing what you know now as an adult? I know it sounds like, and is, the premise to a couple romantic comedies, but it's a pretty interesting question that touches on who we are, what we regret, and maybe who we want to be. To most of us, it's just a question, until 1993, when it actually happens at a small elite high school in Scotland. Today we're talking about the controversial, uncomfortable, and confounding Brandon Lee scandal. John McLeod, a high schooler at Scotland's Bearsden Academy, still remembers first meeting a kid named Brandon Lee. It was 1993, and Brandon was a transfer from a Canadian high school. Quote, The door opened, and in he walks, McLeod said in an interview with Mel magazine. He was an unusual-looking and acting guy, but then a few kids at school were unusual acting and unusual-looking. I was just another oblivious kid among all those others. Oblivious and... With his own insecurities, Jana was grappling with his sexuality, he would eventually identify as gay, in addition to feeling socioeconomically like an outsider. Unlike most of the kids at Bearsden Academy, Jana wasn't from Bearsden, but a town called Clydebank, where, quote, the rough kids were. Jono's older sister had been badly assaulted at their local school, and so they both transferred to Bearsden Academy. Brandon Lee was an outsider, too, and open to sharing his origin story. In a stunted, often pronounced Canadian accent, Brandon told his classmates that he was from Canada, pretty far away from both Bearsden and Clydebank. Brandon's mother was an opera singer who had been badly burned in a car crash. In order to protect him from her disfiguring injuries, she sent him to live in Scotland with his grandmother. Of course, the story was pretty fucking weird, and that wasn't lost on Brandon Lee's teenage classmates. But it wasn't just his soap opera-sounding story— Brandon looked like he didn't belong. He had a large head of thick, curly hair, thick glasses, a deep voice, and awkward, stilted mannerisms. In fact, one teacher said Brandon had also been in a car crash, which is why his skin looked older. He stuck out so much from the rest of the student body that many teenagers at Bear's Den nicknamed Brandon 30-something. There's a photo of Brandon with some of his peers at a Glasgow TGI Friday's eating appetizers. Jason, I'm going to show it to you right now, and I just want your thoughts.
2: Yeah, he looks like a teacher taking the kids out <laughs> on a field trip to TGI Fridays. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, this photo, he's go- going to town on some food at TGI Fridays. And I, f- I forget, because I'm, I'm not a high schooler, how absolutely young high schoolers look. And in comparison to someone who may or may not be in high school, it is like a really jarring thing to look at and fairly gross, as you might imagine. So, like I said, everyone looks so young. Brandon sticks out. He could be their their father or like a weird young uncle or whatever, it's jarring. But Brandon was also aware of this. He knew he came off strangely and he was determined to change that, to not be the newcomer, the 30-something. So he stepped everything up a notch. In the two years at Bear's Den, he turned things around. He used his mature looks to buy beer for his friends, offering car rides to those who were unlicensed, and tutoring students who were having trouble in their classes or were ostracized by their peers themselves. In the documentary My Old School, where a lot of this information comes from, a student of color remembers experiencing racism and violence at school, but Brandon was his friend and advocate, sticking up for him and helping him with schoolwork. Brandon himself academically excelled, dazzling Bearsden with his knowledge and maturity. He told friends and teachers that his dream was to be a doctor, and everyone was confident he could achieve it. As he hit his stride, Brandon became even more popular, hosting house parties that were the talk of Bearsden Academy. Soon his weirdness, elements of his personality that he was once ostracized for, became cool to the other students. For example, his love of 80s music appeared archaic and lame when he first entered school, but when his social cachet grew, students respected it, interpreting his love for 80s bands as, quote, an appreciation for music history. Brandon's popularity culminated in being cast as the lead in the school musical Rodgers and Hammerstein's South Pacific. As Lieutenant Cable, Brandon showed off his singing and Canadian accent, part of why he was cast, and sings Younger Than Springtime to a packed house. Brandon even shared a kiss with his 16-year-old co-star. Several of Brandon's old classmates describe his reluctance to kiss his romantic interest in rehearsals, saying it was a brief, closed-lipped peck. He seemed nervous about the kiss, which eventually dissipated in the fun of being the lead in his school play. Later that year, somebody called Bearsden Academy with tragic news for Brandon. They said his father had died, which brings the popular student even more sympathy and support. Still, Brandon gets straight A's his senior year and aces his college exams. He gets accepted at the University of Dundee School of Medicine, one of the top medical schools in the UK and the number one medical school in Scotland. Brandon's teachers advise the 17-year-old to wait a year as he was still young for university, but he ignored them and enrolls. Brandon graduates high school and soon after started his first semester, and then inexplicably drops out and moves back to Bearsden. Some of Brandon's high school friends rally around him in support and are curious as to why he dropped out. Remember, this is their friend's dream, becoming a doctor, and it's happening, or was happening. Brandon tells them that he's not dropping out, but that his grandmother died and he's taking some time for himself. In February of 1995, two of Brandon's friends, teenagers named Cheryl and Nicola, invite him to get out of Scotland for a beachy getaway. They decide to go to Tenerife, a vacationy island off the coast of Spain. In my mind, it would be like the U.S. equivalent of when we go to Cabo for a spring break, I think. So when the three go to a travel agent to book their trip, again, 1995, and the agent asks them all for their real names, Brandon whispers something that shocks the girls. Brian McKinnon. Said Brian McKinnon slash Brandon Lee in a later interview, quote, There was no way I could go on holiday unless I used my real name. When I was in Travel Agents, I didn't make any fuss about it. I just quietly said my name was Brian McKinnon. Despite taking many risks in his life, even the intelligent, charismatic, personable Brandon Lee couldn't keep his former identity together when attempting to travel out of the country. Or maybe he wasn't worried about it at all. He'd become sufficiently confident the past three years and believed the girls would keep his identity a secret. He asked them to please not tell anyone about it. Cheryl and Nicola were shocked, but agreed. They were, as I've said, teenagers. Brian McKinnon slash Brandon Lee says later of the trip, I was aware they were much younger. I thought it would be harmless and I didn't have any holiday plans. On reflection, I now realize that it was a monumental mistake on my part. But even then, I foresaw the need for a restful few weeks before returning to restart medicine at Dundee. I was living under considerable strain. So the three a 30-something and two teenagers, went to a Tenerife resort called Playa de las Americas. And Brandon, we'll keep calling him Brandon for now, behaves himself. Quote, I was in a bar just once during the week, I was in Tenerife, and I only had one drink. Still, there had been tensions between Brian and Nicola, who is understandably weirded out that Brandon is not Brandon, that he's Brian. Says Brandon Brian in a later interview. I don't know why, but she was giving me a really hard time. It boiled over one night when they returned from dinner. Some extremely boisterous English lads were staying in the room next door and had to come borrow washing up liquid during the day. When the friends get back to their hotel room, they find it full of soap and water on their patio door and in their room. The girls became upset and wanted to go next door and remonstrate. Quote, I didn't want that to happen. These guys had been drinking since they arrived and anything could have happened. I was worried they would have reacted violently. I stopped the girls going to their room. I shouted, You mustn't do that. You must be crazy. There was no way of knowing how these guys will react. They had been drinking. I did not physically stop them, but it briefly became a real shouting match. During that, one of the girls said, Act your age. I know I am. It was clear to me what she meant. One of the girls became very upset, and she stormed off. Some accounts of the story say that Brandon is actually arrested in Tenerife with two passports. But in later interviews, Brandon slash Brian says that that was not the case, that he had never had a passport for Brandon Lee. Brian slash Brandon said the morning after the fight was tense and uncomfortable. It was then that he decided that the vacation needed to end, so he went to a local travel agent himself and booked the first flight home. Quote, I knew I had it as far as Brandon Lee was concerned. There was a bad feeling, and I sensed my story was no longer held in trust. It is at this point, depending on which story you believe, when Brandon's friends, family, and the world find out that 17-year-old Canadian Brandon Lee is actually 32-year-old Scottish citizen Brian McKinnon.
1: Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.
0: You can live out your Chef dreams. When you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.
2: Hi, hello, how are you? Hello. Hello. New Year's, same old me.
3: Yeah, just really leaning into what's been going on for a long time over here as well. Same old things, but on
2: optimistic. Yeah. Some people are.
3: Yeah, you know, there's, there's some optimism there. Yeah. Buried deep. I like New Year's, you know, I don't really make a huge thing of it, but I en- I enjoy the spirit of it when I can.
2: So once a year, that's when you can. <laughs>
3: <laughs> when I can. I mean, I mean, those once oh, a year's where I d- feel- During that once a year. Able. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I get into like- Not real, early June. A real not. <laughs> dark spiral. No, early June, we're even, we're beyond that. Um, no, some New Year's feel better than others. I'll say that. <laughs> and this feels fine. Yeah, good. Yeah. You know, I'll give, it
2: a, I'll give it a B, 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 no, B, a solid B. B, that's a B. Good. I, I agree.
3: I agree. I'll say, I'll say a B minus because it's muddy outside.
2: I'm a 65 I'm a year old high school <laughs> freshman. I'll give it a B.
3: Great. 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 Beautiful.
2: Well, we hope you're having a good start to the new year or an, mm-hmm. whatever start to the new year you're having. We hope you're having it.
3: Yeah. Have it. I mean, you are, whatever that is.
2: And whether you are or not, we're thankful that you're here. Absolutely. Thank you for supporting, telling people about the show, just bragging to people. Yeah. Oh, man.
3: Just uh, your resolution is is spreading the word, and we really appreciate that.
2: (laughs) Just name dropping a... D minus level podcast. Yep,
3: that's right. Uh, Clinging to itself day in and day out.
2: Hanging on for dear life. Mm,
3: Google documents just flying. (laughs) Just really. I hope you like a good Google Doc that I stumble through. You're welcome.
2: (laughs) We anchor ourselves through good times and the bad Mm. to our government. That's
3: right. That's right. They keep us honest and real.
2: And the lead in... The King and I playing <laughs> the King, Cat Joselle. Hello. Pretty good, huh?
3: Standing ovation.
2: And the lead <laughs> in Kinky Boots. <laughs> I don't even know what that one's about.
3: Wow. I don't even think it is a musical.
2: Well, yeah, it is. Guess what? Charlie Gilbert's the lead.
3: That's right. No, it is. You are the lead in a real musical, I promise. Congratulations. And. The lead
2: in Cats, (laughs) the movie, it's the musical, the movie musical back into a a regular musical.
3: Mm. Oh, I like that.
2: Taking it back.
3: I like that. Adapting an adaptation of an adaptation.
2: Grabbing it back, taking it back. Love it. Ashley Matson. Congratulations. And playing the lead. (laughs) It's only leads. Only leads here. Only leads. The lead as Andrew Lloyd Webber, <laughs> Stephen Sondheim. What's another one? Bob Fosse. That's it's good. The lead of all those people. Yeah. The uh, Grand Pat, Dame, Patty Dup- Dupone. Is <laughs> yeah, that, that's good. Is that that's Kristen Chenoweth? With, yeah.
3: Um, Adeline
2: Khan. Sure, sure. sure, that's yeah.
3: good. That's good. You're funny girl. You're all the funny girls.
2: Our governor. Avian, Avian noble. noble. So if you want no ads, no chit chat, bonus episodes, just the good stuff. Just the good stuff. Head on over to patreon.com slash ghost town pod. And I have a last minute mention of a podcast. You know our friends at LA Meekly.
3: LA Meekly? Yeah. Ooh. A friend, you know,
2: covering a lot of Los Angeles stuff. Well, they Love have it. a brand new podcast called Candy Is Dandy. Hmm. Just Devoted to candy. Now, we don't know what candy is because we don't partake in it because it's no. not good for you.
3: Sugar, I say no. I've thanks. never heard of
2: candy. I don't know why. I it don't do drugs. Does. It's illegal, <laughs> right? It's against my BMI. <laughs> but I think we're definitely going to check out Candy is Dandy. They pick a different candy every week, give it some history. Ooh, yeah, I love that. Uh, the Snickers, one of the Snickers, it was named after a horse.
3: Well, I did not know that. Out. I love this is the intersection between food and history is very much my jam. I'm very excited about this.
2: The the connection to butterfingers is connected to the atomic bomb. I don't oh, know. Well, that That's, sounds great to me. So check out Candy is Dandy.
3: Amazing. Let's return to Scotland where Brandon Lee is definitely doing that. But after returning to Tenerife, two incidents quickly unravel the teenage Brandon Lee's identity to be that of 32-year-old Brian McKinnon. First, let's rewind and plant the seed for the first incident. Halfway through his first semester at the University of Dundee School of Medicine, members of the Medical and Dental Defense Union of Scotland arrive to canvas the university campus, offering students a free medical dictionary if they sign up for the union. Brandon signs up, gives the union his address, and kind of forgets about it. But later, the dictionary comes to his home, addressed to Brandon Lee. Nobody is home, so the postman leaves the dictionary with a neighbor. According to Brandon... Slash Brian. The neighbor didn't have a clue who Brandon was. Shortly after, some of the friends I made from school came to the door looking for me when we were out. They met the neighbor and asked if she knew where Brandon was. The neighbor replied that she thought that they were being hoodwinked and said that my name was in fact Brian McKinnon. I really don't know how the thing got out at first, but I can only imagine that the parcel and the conversation with my friends were the catalyst for the real gossip. When his friends confront him about their incident with a neighbor, Brandon denies being Brian, saying that he has a cousin named Brian McKinnon and there must have been some big mistake, some confusion. Then, nearly two weeks after brandon brians curtailed vacation, Brandon Lee received a delivery letter from the rector of Bearsden Academy Asking if he could clear up a discrepancy in his records that might impact his current medical student enrollment. Says Brian slash Brandon, he wanted me to prove I was Brandon Lee. I couldn't. This is when the Bearsden Academy headmaster gets in touch with Brandon slash Brian directly, confronting him with a 1975 report card for Brian McKinnon. It's a good report card, all A's, but of course, incredibly damning. Word gets around Bears Den Academy about Brandon slash Brian, strangely enough, he has had many teachers during both stints in high school, and none of them made the connection. The story makes the 6 o'clock news. At that point, Brian tells journalists the truth, his version of the truth, anyway. He explains that at the time, a person could not study medicine over the age of 30, so he had returned to school to get into medical school again. The first time after being accepted into medical school, he had been expelled after failing all of his exams. So... He went back, re-enrolled in high school for a redo. According to a later interview, I simply kept my head down, looked shy and boyish, and that's all I could do, and it presented no problems at all. No problems until now. It was then that authorities discovered that Brian slash Brandon's grandmother was actually his mother, not an opera singer, never in an accident. She may or may not have known about her son's deception, but quickly the whole truth comes out, to the discomfort of his second round of high school classmates. Brian slash Brandon was actually from Scotland, and his signature curly hair he rocked during his second stint in high school was actually the work of a perm he would touch up every morning with curlers. It's also suggested that Brian slash Brandon may have had minor cosmetic surgery to make himself look younger, but this isn't entirely confirmed. Brian slash Brandon initially got into high school by faking a letter from his father, whom he said was a professor, and faking a letter from a tutoring company based in Canada. The 2022 documentary directed by John McLeod, the one we referenced in the beginning, again, a fellow student of Brian slash Brandon's, the second time around, was released by Magnolia Pictures at Sundance. It contains interviews with students and staff from 1995. Though Brian slash Brandon declined to be filmed for the movie, he did agree to do an interview with the stipulation that only his voice would be used in the final cut. In a pretty good creative solve, Actor Alan Cumming plays the adult McKinnon, lip-syncing to the audio of McKinnon's interviews. The film opened to rave reviews, and soon Brian McKinnon's story was experienced by moviegoers around the world. This did not sit well with Brian-slash-Brandon, who was then unemployed and living in nearby Glasgow. In response to the film, Brian McKinnon—again, I can say Brian McKinnon now, we can stop saying Brandon Lee— spoke to Mail Online through a crack in the door of his one-bedroom apartment, saying, quote— I have had nothing to do with this film, and I have zero interest in ever wanting to watch any of it. I have never given an interview with Jono McLeod. I don't recall even being at school with him the second time around. Which was, of course, wrong. He did agree to do an interview, and the film uses it. Jono says to Mel Magazine, quote, The crucial thing about the film is that Brandon, all of his second-round classmates still lovingly call him Brandon, was the first interview, and he never spoke again. It was a really lengthy interview. It was hours and hours of interview that we did. But the things that I then found out afterwards about the story, I didn't have the opportunity to go back and ask him about. I think that Brandon's involvement became less appealing to him when he realized I was going to be interviewing multiple people whose stories might not tally with his own. But I don't think he would have had the answers to give me to those questions, because the reality that he exists in is not the reality that other people I was interviewing exist in. It's his version of events, and I know who to believe. Brian McKinnon went on to talk a little bit more shit about John McLeod, speaking out about an earlier point in the production process. Quote, McLeod introduced himself to me in a coffee shop back in 2017, and after inviting himself to my table, he came across as a nervous, garrulous, affected, and pushy fellow. He said that he was a documentary filmmaker, had a collection of newspaper cuttings relating to me, and had been a fifth-year pupil at Bearsden Academy. He also said that he headed a production company and had secured the services of actor Alan Cumming to portray me. I cut short his harangue by standing and reaching for my jacket and headed swiftly for the door as he made a last, desperate attempt to reference Alan Cumming. Despite the vitriol Brian McKinnon had for John McLeod and his classmates, they actually remember him pretty positively, his presence tied to a generally good feeling and fulfilling high school experience. Said McLeod, I think there are people out there in the world who are just wired differently to the rest of us. For the most part, myself and all my classmates, for good or bad, have a certain fondness for Brandon and can find humor in what he did. We don't always think he made the right decisions, but we have an understanding of where he was coming from. I want to ask your thoughts about what you think about the whole Brandon Lee-Bren situation.
2: What I find interesting is that he chose the name Brandon Lee, which is at the time was a living actor <laughs> yes um in the crow which is a huge movie at the time so you mm-hmm. picked a name that doesn't really seem to suit you as a pretty popular actor mm-hmm. a very cool name to pick
3: cool it's a cool name well a- for, for a guy with to me a pretty like big e- obviously a big ego like to have the balls to go back to high school and think that you can get away with it and then getting away with it really until much later is it's it's a big ego trip and I, I believe in in some of my research, they reference that, that, that Brandon Lee, you know, people were like, oh, Brandon Lee from the movies. And he's like, I know, it's similar. And he even acknowledges that and kind of plays down that obviousness, even though he invented that name himself.
2: Also at the time, I don't know if this factors in, if you remember the show 90210, mm-hmm. that came out in the early 90s, the actors were – very old back at the movie grease mm-hmm. they had very old actors playing high school students mm-hmm. and i just sometimes wonder if a lot of that makes it more believable you know it, i don't know if there's any correlation to that whatsoever about high school students just looking
3: mm-hmm. or
2: you could look that old
3: yeah like we've accepted this in our zeitgeist and like even though it's just media like it feels more believable more like you can wrap your head around that maybe aged look in a high school context. I don't know. I do always want to give people credit for pulling a fast <laughs> one like this,
2: despite what I may think of it. It Because it, like you said, it, it takes a huge ego, takes some balls to to do that. And the fact that it's so easily done with like really like I- identification seems to be, he doesn't seem mm-hmm. to have two IDs. Yeah. He, they just went on like some notes and and well, you know, he... He got in a, a car, a, an accident that makes him look older.
3: Mm-hmm. It's very, very
2: strange. It's it's just something that sounds like he, if he was making up as he went along, I'd be like, okay. and But the fact that people believe it, it's like mm-hmm. the, you have to take a little bit of ownership for letting things fall through the cracks for years. And it could seem harmless, but I'll, just for the fact that, yes, obviously, hanging around with high school kids is really creepy. And there's a lot of stories like this. People go Mm -hmm. back and become, you know, they're athletes at their school and they end up dating someone Mm -hmm. that's half their age. A lot of that's really, it's it's messy. What was the name of the play?
3: Oh, South South Pacific.
2: South Pacific. There was probably a second person that would have been the runner-up to him Mm -hmm. that he took that person. You had your opportunity to go through this and you did it. Now other people aren't getting the same, whether academically, socially, are, are are being cheated at the experience because you feel like going for a do-over mm-hmm. because when you went to medical school for the first time, you weren't well, cheated out up. of it. You <laughs> just didn't... Do, if they yeah. were like, oh, hey, they... I don't know, like something happened where he was wronged. I feel a little more sympathy, but it's just like, oh, you were bad at it. Yeah. And you were like, well, I'll get to do it again. It's, it's a lot of it's no different than being like, just say, I don't know, uh, my tax refund, but you mm-hmm. know what? I'm going to make up a different name so I can get somebody else's tax refund. Yeah. Or, or some state sponsored thing. You're taking something away from somebody else. And it really, there really doesn't seem to be any altruistic version of him, except for the fact is like I feel like just doing this again instead of doing something else.
3: Yeah. No. I I kept wrestling with the idea of like how bad is this? Like how egregious is it to go back and lie and just take high school again? Because people go back to college all the time. You know, like I think people do redo's where they go back or they start new, you know, they they kind of recalibrate. But the fact is, it's like, you're an adult, you're with minors, you think politically, or with taxes, or like who pays for school, it's a resource that you don't get to have again. So you go back there. I, I do believe there's some there's a version of this where it's like, oh, like you can spin it as looking good. It's like reading about, you know, a student who, who was unfairly treated by his other students and, and learning something from this 30-something-year-olds who has the maturity and foresight to be like, no, this is wrong. I guess there's some benefit to that for sure. But
2: if it's not for everybody equally, Mm -hmm. then it doesn't matter. Yeah. It just helps – one person got bullied less. So now you have to kind of allot time and energy Mm -hmm. and resources and work to get – and then, you know, went to medical school. And then you're lying about like deaths of – of Of relatives, which I think is is low, yeah, it's, it's not extremely good low. it's a
3: lot of and and how intimate your high school friends are in your life. I also thought about that, like going back and being like, you hung out with your high school friends every day. You hung out during school, after school, on the weekends. Like it is an intimate friendship that I don't have now, you know, that I don't think many of us have moving forward. And to be a a, a man, With a bunch of teenagers and, like, hanging out with a bunch of teenagers. Like, it's so gross. Like, it's so uncomfortable. You know there was
2: at least a minimum of one conversation that was sexual in nature. Yeah. And inappropriate. For sure. And I don't care what this person says. And it sounds like somebody who's like, hey, that's not fair. I was cheating people and now you're using this information and I'm not getting anything out of it. I'm not benefiting Mm -hmm. from it. Well, you already did benefit from it.
3: Yeah. You're benefiting right now from it. Um, in different ways, too. Yeah. You know, I think about people, you know, who've been wronged or canceled or however you want to talk about it. We're talking about him right now. You know, there are opportunities for this person that wouldn't have occurred had they not done this um, and a notoriety that still feels marketable. You and know, I th-
2: he also, I think this person feels like, oh, hey, watch a lot of documentaries and the source material was like, oh, well, I, I didn't, unless I get paid or else I'm benefiting Mm -hmm. in some way. The crappy thing I did, you shouldn't be able to benefit. And it's like, no, Mm -hmm. like you did this thing and it doesn't sound like you went to jail or were penalized financially. So it's like, you're lucky that this is all you get. And then to immediately lie, be like, I don't know who that person is. Yeah. Then it's like, I never did an interview. It sounds like an egotistical, compulsive liar that probably was getting high every day. It's like going back in time and telling people about Google. Yeah, but would you have a huge ego about, or like, oh, before the Beatles, and I'm like, hey, you want to hear the song "Love Me Do"? Mm-hmm. They're like, wow, you're a really good songwriter. It's like, yeah, I'm great, and having a true ego of that, yeah, the advantage, y- you, it, it's, it's unfair because it's not like you're any better or any smarter than anybody else. You just already did it. I mean, when you, yeah, if you, you have the advantage test of test time twice, experience, yeah, yeah do you feel like, oh, man, I'm a freaking genius? I mean, I already took this test and I already passed it, and it's well below like my my education level mm-hmm. uh it's just i don't i mean I, if a bunch of kids were playing i don't know basketball that were 10 years old and i was slam dunking would i be yeah. like guess i'm pretty good guess i should be in the nba totally yeah, no, I totally should
3: be. I and should i be. i think i think about the teachers too that had him twice you know and I, I get it teachers have a lot of students over the years and it's not you know like totally on them but also like also they get I, older I assume those and, teachers were the same age as him. Like, you know, to not recognize someone that's like maybe closer to your age than they are the student's age is pretty glaring. And also, in my research, too, this academy is doesn't have the best reputation. There were some other controversies, like some sexual assault stuff. Like, you know, it, it doesn't sound like the most fruitful context. And this is a very sweeping generalization about Bearsden Academy. I don't know that much about it, but it seems like there was a lot of like inner turmoil that maybe this. This whole case is not even a part of, but may have aggravated things. So. I think it would
2: have been. I mean, I guess easy for me to say is to kind of own up to it,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and I don't know, be public about it as you want. Be like, "Hey, I'm going to own up to this. You know what? I did do this. Here's why. I don't think it would be any worse for you than saying nothing, except trying to like stonewall people mm-hmm. and kind of gaslight. Be like, I don't know this person. Yeah, I never gave an interview. I mean, where's information coming exactly.
3: from? Exactly. You should be lucky you're not in prison. I, I think in America. That might have changed. You might have been sued for, you know, identity theft. I mean, theft. <laughs> it's like, I don't know about that, but I think there might have been some some legal ramifications that maybe at this time and place in history that you kind of didn't have to deal with. Just he did, again. He, he
2: did turn some of these kids onto wham and culture club.
3: So. <laughs> oh. Buzz had died down about the Brandon Lee scandal, as the Scots called it. Brian McKinnon, who is now 59, continues to live in Glasgow, with rumors at later attempts to apply to medical school, giving interviews that are both defensive and, to me, seem to be pretty sad. I hope Brandon Lee slash Brian McKinnon can find some peace around his decisions, a double life that became more public and complicated than he had ever bargained for. (laughs)